Happy Thursday. Hola, reinas. Hello, queens. Welcome back to another episode of the Crown with Confidence podcast. Thank you for joining in and listening to another episode. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about my testimony of boxing and how it really changed my life, how it transformed my life. There were pivotal points in my life that helped me to be the woman that I am today and also what inspired me to create box fit queens right i felt god really put this in my heart as something that just needed to be put out in the world and if you've been around for a long time with me even in person training you know that i've kind of battled off and on with like staying with it not staying with it and you know it just really brought me back to this place to go all in and really just pour into this mission that's in my heart but i share that to say that there's so much more to just what is boxing, right? It's not just the boxing that transformed my life. It truly was God moving in my life to help me transform and renew my mind about a lot of the ways that I believed and a lot of the things that I did. And most importantly, I really felt that boxing was a therapeutic piece in my life that helped me to become the woman that I am today and to help me break some generational chains that I didn't even realize I was doing at the time. But I'm going to share all that in this story with you. I'm going to get a little bit deep about some things in my life. So I just want you to be mindful. If you have any little ones with you, maybe not let them listen. I'm going to, you know, it's still going to be clean. Don't worry. But it's just going to be some things that I went through that are a little raw. And if you have little ones that you're not ready to let them hear about things like that, I suggest maybe having some headphones or not really letting them listen until you can determine what it is that you want them to hear. But all right, let's get into today's episode and I cannot wait. Hey, Reina, welcome to the Crown with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Monica Rojas, wife, homeschool mom, woman of faith, and the founder of BoxFit Queens, an online boxing fitness platform that emphasizes on the whole health of the aspiring modern-day Proverbs 31 woman. In this podcast, we will help you to build that confidence in who you are and who God says that you are. Because the last thing we want to worry about is wrapping ourselves in an identity that the world has given us. You know God has a calling on your life, but you're not sure how to confidently embrace that. With faith, wellness, and a mindset shift, you can begin to embrace the woman that you are while working towards the woman that you want to become. So if you're ready to transform and grow, look no further. It's time to straighten your crown, lace up your gloves, and dig deeper because you have been crowned with confidence. Let's get it, girl. All right, ladies, I'm so happy that you're back in here listening to this episode. I want to encourage you, if you have not downloaded your free confidence journal yet, why not? <laughs> Please go download that journal so that you can get started on this journey of yours for, you know, really getting confident in these areas in your life that you may be struggling with. You'll be surprised at why it is that we do what we do or why it is that we don't do certain things is because of the way we think. It's because of our mindset. It's because of our beliefs. It's because of things that other people instilled in us. So this confidence journal will kickstart you in the right direction to really help you start to renew your mind and get your mind thinking about what it is and why it is that you do what you do. Secondly, if you have been here for a little while and you've listened to a few episodes of this new podcast, 
please go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts so that we can continue to grow the show and spread this message to other women everywhere. So this podcast has reached a lot of women in different countries, or I don't know if it's just women, but people in general in a lot of countries. And I'm so grateful that this is not possible without you. So thank you. And also, if you are new around here too, BoxFit Queens is the main brand of this podcast. So this podcast is an extension of BoxFit Queens. And if you have not checked out our website to go see some of the testimonies and some of the things that women are getting with the results of the the BoxFit Queen programs that I've had, go check them out. So boxfitqueens.com, go check that out after this episode. We're going to get into my story and my testimony about boxing. And I really want you to listen because there's a lot of shifts that happened in my life. And it just led from one thing to another. So I'm going to start first with telling you a little bit about my upbringing. I was the young, I'm the youngest of three brothers and one sister. And in my home with my mom, we had my brother and me and my sister were all from my mom and my dad. So growing up, you know, there was a lot of dysfunction in, in my home. And while my mom and I know that she tried the best she could to keep it like a very homey place and gave us a lot better than what she had. And even my dad, you know, gave us more than what he had. You know, he had neither one of his parents in his life, had no father. His mom, you know, was very in a, in a different lifestyle. And so he kind of grew up like rough upbringing with gangs and stuff. And then my mom had grew up with a lot of siblings and you know grew up very poor so they grew up they got together they had us and you know they did a heck of a job oh my goodness like when I think back about it now I'm like wow like two people that really came from one with no family and foundation and one that like didn't have much to even like to barely eat you know and and they're here they are giving us a roof over our head and and clothes and food and just you know we never went hungry right so I think about those things and growing up, I know that with all that, right, they brought in their belief systems about life and they instilled them in us, right? Just like we do as parents. Now being a mom, I understand, you know, so my dad was an alcoholic and he struggled a lot with his drinking and, you know, I, I never saw him sober. Let me just say that I never saw him sober unless he was ill and he had to withdraw and those weren't pretty, you know, it was not pretty seeing him withdraw. He fully functioned on alcohol and that's just how he he worked and thrived, you know, and my mom, on the other hand, uh, I just know her being in my life and she always worked and, you know, had all these things. But I say that to say that my mom always had to work. My dad was physically present, but he was never really emotionally present. So he wouldn't remember things, details I would tell him. And when I was in school, I got bullied a lot, you know, and, and I know that my dad was like in gangs and always fighting when he was younger and my siblings would always fight too. Right. And and I knew something was different about me because I would go to school and I would get picked on in middle school and I didn't want to fight back, you know, and and with that, I was a target. Right. I got bullied a lot and girls just picked on me about the way I looked, my hair. Um, they would make fun of my body, the way it looked. And I struggled a lot growing up right and the other part was like I was so scared to tell my parents because I felt they had this high expectation to me that I should be fighting back so I didn't tell them instead I would lie and tell them that I would fight back and that I was fighting these girls and like all these lies I grew up already lying you know and I remember just like really feeling 
like scared all the time. I was always anxious and always scared and I felt very um, low in confidence. And so we get into high school and I got introduced to, <clears throat> excuse me, I got introduced to my first drug and, you know, I just started using a little bit there and then I got exposed to alcohol early, you know, my family not really knowing, but they allowed me to get drunk on my 15th birthday and it took off from there. Like, I always wanted to get drunk. I always wanted to be under the influence of something. And I never really knew how to function anymore without it. But the only thing I knew is that when I did start drinking and doing these things, I felt confident. You know, I felt confident. I felt on top of the world, right? I was having these mood alter altering substances that were making me think that I was this person I wasn't, you know? So I say that to say, fast forward, I'm about 16, 7, I say 16. My brother starts going to this boxing gym and he's actually in it like to compete and so I was like I need to lose some weight you know at this point I had already been struggling with an eating disorder I was vomiting up my food um I was also uh starving myself I was wearing sauna suits and obsessing over my weight and at one point I put on a sauna suit and I was running in the hot Texas heat and I wasn't eating and I had taken this fat burner and I collapsed on the track and I don't know who was around if anybody saw me but I don't even know how long I was down there I just know that I woke up covered in sweat and in dirt and I got up and I walked back home and I didn't say anything to anybody you know and I kept doing these things you know I would vomit up my food I would eat one thing and vomit and so when I got into boxing with my brother I was like I just want to I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do I just know that I kind of wanted to lose some weight and, you know, I didn't know what else came with it. I didn't know much about boxing. Uh, my family watched it growing up, but I didn't know much. So I end up at this little gym and um, it's like in the west side of San Antonio. And it was like this little shed kind of. Those are the best gyms, by the way, the little old school gyms. So <laughs> I get in there and this trainer was this massive dude. He was so like fit and tall and he just was kind of like, OK, you want to come in here and train and. He maybe did mitt work with me like twice. And mitt work is when you actually are holding the pads, a trainer's holding the pads and you're punching the mitt. That's mitt work. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I do a little bit of mitt work. And then by like, I think day number two or three, he's already throwing me in the ring with a girl that's been training. She's twice my size. Mind you, I'm 4'11". <laughs> She's twice my size. And she just starts like beating the crap out of me in the ring, you know, and they're not telling her to hold back. They're not telling her to work with me. They're not telling her, hey, she's a beginner like this girl beat the crap out of me, you know, and I remember leaving so defeated and I was like, wow, like I'm coming in here to maybe get a little confident and I leave feeling even worse. Right. <laughs> so that was my first glimpse of boxing was like I already had this thought that these coaches are in there to hurt you, right? And I'm going to tell you something that the boxing industry has brought a lot of pain in my life. And it, it's sad when I see a lot of these things happening. But I'm here to tell you that that's not a reflection of all trainers because I know today that my heart is not there um, as a trainer for women. Like I would never put my, my women or anybody in a situation where they would get hurt. But unfortunately, back in the day, that's just what it was. I mean, it was so different for women back in the day. So then from there, I ended up leaving that gym. And down the road, I ended up finding this other gym. And I, you know, I find them. He's, they're a part of like this tumbling gym. I go in there and I'm finally like, yes, I found a gym. He's a great trainer. And probably about a year, year and a half in, 
Um, you know, I've been training, I've been sparring, I'm getting a little more confident. At, by this point, I think I'm a, um, a senior in high school. And his wife <laughs> ends up being like this really jealous woman. And she just starts like t- telling me stuff. She starts calling me at night, like threatening me, harassing me. And I'm like, what is going on? I was like 17 years old, you know, and she's like threatening me over here that I need to not be giving her husband pictures of me. Mind you, I gave him a graduation photo from my neck up, probably my chest up with the cap and gown on <laughs> as a form of like, this is my accomplishment because I'm about to graduate. And she took it as I was sending him other pictures I shouldn't be. And so anyways, that was then. And mind you, it wasn't even through a phone because back then it wasn't. I mean, this was like 2006, maybe 2007. So I gave him an actual picture like I wasn't like sending him photos to his phone or nothing. <laughs> so she t- did not take it very well. And so because of that, I started feeling really uncomfortable, really uneasy. The coach stopped training me. He would pretend I was invisible. I would get there and his wife would just be standing by the ring and watching him and he would not even talk to the females, you know, and it was so sad. I was like, wow, here we go again. Right. Another form of mistreatment and boxing. And so I ended up leaving, went to this other gym that I heard about, which was a community gym. It was more for like um, it was like a recreational gym. So, you know, anybody can go. But they did do boxing competition and they were pretty well known. So I said, okay, well, let me go out there. Let me go check this out. And I go over there. <laughs> and what do you know? The coach is just so mean. <laughs> He's so mean. And I come in, you know, I'm, I'm girly. So I love to wear pink and I'm, you know, and he's like, what do you want? What do you want here? And I'm just like, I just want to train. I want to box, you know, and he's like, well, you know, we don't train girly girls here. I'm going to train you just like the men. And, you know, I don't even he said something like, I don't even think that most girls want to be here. He said something along those lines. And I just kind of was like, okay, like this is without knowing me. This is knowing me a few seconds, like just by meeting me, he was already judging me. And I just was like, okay. And so I decided to stay for like a week or two and try it out and just, you know, get the feel for it. And not one time did any coach ever come up to me or talk to me during this timing. So I felt so much rejection being a woman and trying to find, uh, you know, my place in boxing. It was really hard. You know, it was hard because I really I started realizing that I really wanted this. And I was like, what is happening here? So then I end up finding this. My brother finds his gym, this other boxing gym. And we were on a mission of trying to try to train together, you know, but it just we kept going different directions. A lot of things were happening, but my brother finds his gym and he's like, hey, let's go check it out. And so this is the funny part. We pull up and my brother's like, hey, I can't stay to train, but you go in there and check it out. Let me know what you think. <laughs> he drops me off at the front of this boxing gym. Um, it's kind of by downtown San Antonio. And I get down and I'm like, he just set me up, you know. So I go in there and this coach, um, you know, he was he was very nice. And he op- he's like, oh, welcome. Come on in. And what do you know? He opens the door and he's like, I've been training females since 1990." You know, men thought I was crazy. Everybody in this industry thinks I'm crazy. And he opens his gym and he has a wall full of frames of female boxers, like all these women with boxing gloves, women he trained back in the 90s. And I'm just in awe at this point. I'm like, no freaking way. You know, like this, this was like the man I had been looking for. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm a huge advocate for female boxers. Like I've had a huge female team for, you know, a long time. And 
just you know just started chatting with me and just sharing his passion about female boxing so i say that to say that for one you see that i'm very persistent right i i kept persevering even though things weren't working i didn't let it stop me and i did not have great experiences leading up to my coach but when i got to him he started showing me something that i never saw before right he started to believe in me in a way that i didn't believe in myself and he was tough on me by the way he wasn't like he believed in females and he was like you know gentle and he was rough with me like he was raw and he would talk you know what he had to talk he was not afraid to share what he needed to share and he would tell me like it is he just was like i'm gonna tell you right now you know you're not gonna come in here with these excuses and you know blah 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 and mind you around this time i started really getting full blown into drugs and alcohol so i would come to the gym like loaded or i would come to the gym um you know hungover and he was like i can smell all your crap from your pores mind you he was also in the medical field so he knew a lot about what he was dealing with right and he was like i know when somebody's on something and i know you are and as long as you keep coming here he's like you're not going to be allowed to train here because i have young girls here and i don't want them to see you like this so you know a few times i cleaned up my act and i would go in there but one thing he really taught me in the beginning and this was a one of the first pivotal points in boxing for me was he told me i got there one day and i was making all the excuses of i i just i knew it just wasn't in the mood to train and so i was making excuses i think i said something about my wrist hurting or something and he walks up to me and he i mean the the first round had just started and he grabs my glove and he takes them off and he's like get out of here and come back when you're done with your excuses and he told me to leave and i was like are you serious he's like yeah get out of here and he's like i don't want to hear excuses when you're here he's like you're here to work and all i'm hearing is you know excuses and so um i was like wow like he told me that his time was valuable and so i was like okay and i remember uh, i was using my mom's van at the time so i got in her van and i went back home and i was like wow my coach kicked me out you know but he taught me something valuable and not that you know that's a way to talk to people but for somebody like me i didn't really even though my dad was present in my life i didn't really have a father figure like i didn't have somebody to teach me the things without feeling like this borderline abuse right of you know my dad again he did the best he could but his words his criticism were really harsh on me you know and i never you know i could never get the message of love through him so i felt very rebellious with him and so this coach you know really just started to teach me things he believed in me he would you know he started signing me up for fights and i started really training and mind you I started off at a pretty heavier weight and by the end of that year when I first competed in February of 2011 by the time December of 2011 came I had dropped down four weight classes and I was competing in an open division fight which means that basically open division is the bracket where you go fight so that you can go to state and nationals so by my first year I had already became a South Texas champion I was already going to to state, which they bypassed me, and I was going straight to nationals, right? So it was like one thing after another. And I remember they came and did a story on me for a current magazine, and I was the cover of the magazine story. And, you know, they were just really speaking to me about all these things. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like, this is cool, right? Like, this is cool. Like, I didn't know what I, – I just couldn't believe that that was me. Like, here we are, this young girl – that just wasn't confident, didn't believe in herself. 
and then now here we are just a few years later like i'm you know telling my story they're writing my story in a in a book and i mean in a magazine and the crazy thing is that everything i wrote so they asked me what my goals in boxing were and i told them i told them three specific goals by the end of the next year i had hit all those goals i wanted to be ranked in the na- i wanted to be ranked in the nation i wanted to win a golden gloves uh jacket and i wanted to go to nationals so i went to nationals i got my golden gloves jacket and i got ranked number five in the nation in my weight division and it was just like but you know i kept working and i just kept believing and even when the road was tough i just remember thinking like i'm gonna keep pushing through it you know so then you know that starts happening and i'm losing weight and a lot of stuff starts to kind of come to surface right my coach at the time you know just started getting really i think he got comfortable with treating me a certain way to where when I started getting a little more mature I realized that I didn't like the way he was speaking to me you know and when I say that I just felt like he started getting borderline disrespectful and just kind of like insulting me and so I started standing up for myself right at this point I built some confidence and I was like I'm gonna stand up for myself you know because I don't think that I should be letting somebody speak to me this way when it's not in my best interest you know I think a breaking point for me at one point was um, I had ended up I had injured myself like really bad in my sciatica. That's when I first started getting sciatica pain. I couldn't even extend my leg like it was so bad that I went to the ER with my butt in the air because I felt that if I extended my leg or try to sit up, I was going to rip my muscles from my butt like it was that bad. So um, mind you, when I left the hospital that day, I had to leave in crutches that next week he's already like well are you still going to compete you know and so while I got out of crutches like a a day later you know because it was just a a sore muscle they gave me some medicine and a shot and stuff like that he's already stressing me that I need to be in in a competition that next Saturday and I was like no I don't know that I want to and he would get mad at me if I would say no you know and so me being that person that wanted to please him and wanted to be you know, I didn't want to let anybody down. I was worried about what people thought about me. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. And I did it, right? And and I still competed. And I didn't win that compet- I didn't win that fight. But I'm saying that to say that, you know, I started seeing things about myself that I didn't even, that weren't starting to align with who I was wanting to become. I was like, this feels abusive now. <laughs> like, now he's making me feel that if I don't do things his way, I need to leave and I need to, you know, whatever. But then shortly after that, I got really heavy in drugs. Like, it was really bad. And I still, boxing was the only thing that was keeping me sane. And because when I would go to the gym, I would give it my all. I would work really hard. I would compete. But then I would leave that gym and I had this whole other lifestyle, you know. Um, I was getting loaded with neighbors. I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And then I, I tell you that. I shared earlier in this show that, you know, I was I did identify as a lesbian for about 10 years of my life, you know, and that was around that time I did. So I was in toxic relationships. I was hanging around a community of people that, you know, and I'm, I'm not here to say that all the LGBT community is that way. But I will say that the people I specifically hung around had a lot of pain and trauma. And so what were we doing? We were just all projecting that onto one another. And I came from some things of trauma um, that I brought to the table too. And so we were just doing like crazy stuff, right? More drugs, more drinking, more this, more that, and hanging around. And 
it was just a lot of things, you know, and I just started to feel so empty. You know, I started to feel so empty. Like I got to this point where I had won the championships. I think I'd already won like two Golden Globe championships. I had won um, South Texas. I had went to nationals. I was doing all these things in boxing and I felt even emptier than when I started. And I remember one point I had gotten, you know, it was a night where I just I, I used so much drugs. And I had that point I had started escalating to a more dangerous drug. And I, I remember being in the process of it. And I just said, God, like, if this is all you have for me, I do not want to be here. Just take me now. Right. Like that was my mindset about God. Right. It was like, I'm just miserable. Take me. But I want to say that crying out to God in that moment also was a shift right because little did I know that when I was saying those things and I was crying out to God God heard my cry right God never left God was never gone from my life as a matter of fact God was like I'm ready when you're ready right I grew up in a family that you know we we believed in prayer we believed in prayer had faith but we didn't go to church we didn't talk about God we didn't pray every prayer was private to each person if we had to pray we had to shut the door and our prayer time was private and intimate right but that was all I knew like I didn't know about the word I wasn't you know I didn't know about those things right and um I just knew I wanted something different I was so empty inside so what do you know maybe about a week later right I'm doing my run again come back in I'm like coming down from a whole night of just partying and there's this gentleman there and he'd been there already for like a year maybe at least a year and my coach had us partner up to do this um this ab drill right we were working on our core and we were throwing the ball back and forth and he looks at me and and you know I always the funny thing is like even though my coach would praise me a lot like I would go in the gym and I would feel like I was I wanted to be invisible right like I would go in the gym with this mindset that I was like invisible nobody would see me so I could just get in there work and get out right and I don't have to like talk to anybody nobody has to ask me what I do outside of the gym because really all I would do outside of the gym was get high and work right like that's all I would do and I was always high at work so I really just didn't want to open up to anybody and this gentleman were doing this workout drill and he's like, sister, are you OK? And I just look at him and I'm like, I didn't say anything. And he's like, because I can help you. I'm already getting chills. I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> I will never forget that he looked at me and he said, you know, I've been clean for two years. I can help you, you know, and I just was like, oh, my God. Right. I, you know, for the first time in my life, I heard something that I never heard before because nobody in my family got out alive without getting, you know, dying from their drug addiction or dying because of a result of their drug addiction, whether it was getting shot, it was committing suicide. It was some form of violence or it was like just them killing themselves. Like I hadn't seen that. I ever heard of that in my family. So when I heard this gentleman tell me I can help you, I've been clean. I, I didn't know what to think, really. I just know that he got all my attention, right? And I knew then that maybe it was God nudging me to listen because I didn't, well, I didn't know that then. I know that now, right? God was like showing me that there was somebody there trying to help me. Like, this was the help you asked for. Here it is, right? And so this gentleman's like, you know, I go to recovery meetings. I can help you, you know, if you want to come to one with me. And I remember <laughs> by the time we're done 
with that session, that training, I had taken a shower, got in his car, and here we go to our first, my first recovery meeting, right? And um, by the grace of God, because of that program, that that gentleman, um, that recovery meeting and re- program that that gentleman introduced me to, I'm here sitting here today with eight years clean, right? Um, he introduced me to something that had I just depended on my family, I probably would have still been out there getting high, right? If I had stayed with the same belief systems that my family instilled in me, I'd probably be dead or I'd still be high right now, you know? Um, I'm just so grateful that I decided that I was just a little bit worthy to get something different because at the time I didn't have a whole lot of confidence, right? And today I stand here to tell you that God sees you fit for something so, so much greater than you can even imagine. I'm talking about at that timing, I was still dating women. I didn't have a car. I was the most depressed I ever was. I tried committing suicide. I didn't even share this part. I had taken so many pills that could have and should have killed anybody. I took so many sleeping pills. And I remember preparing myself in my bed because I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the time where I'm going to I'm not going to wake up again. And I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, my God, why am I here? And it was like the worst, you know, I was having a withdrawal because I got so ill. I was so ill from taking so much. And I'm like, God, what what do you want with me? (laughs) You know, but I'm talking about like suicide attempt, you know, at this lowest point of my life. To stand here today to tell you that I am married to the most amazing man that I have ever met in my life. I'm a mother to two beautiful children. You know, I'm clean from drugs. I get to plant seeds in my family. I get to love on them, do what they do in their life. You know, and I just, I get to get to go through life. And, and I struggle through things, but I get through it and I get to it through the other side with God's grace and mercy, right? With his strength that he's given me, I get to get through the other side. And I'm saying that because it, I'm not anybody special that he gave me his grace and mercy, right? I'm nobody special that I get to stand here to share this message that I can tell you I have so much confidence in myself and in others because of those things in my life. So when I sit here and I tell you that, I trust in this process because it's given me a life that I didn't even imagine. Right. And it's not just again, it's not just boxing. It's not just what I do for my business. It's so much bigger than anything that I, I could ever do because I didn't do this alone. Right. I didn't do this. God put this in my life and in my path for me to use it. And, he, and let me tell you, I'm learning today that he didn't even do those bad things to me. Right. But he turned all the bad for good. Right. Um, all the beauty uh beauty from ashes right i think about that you know that saying about it and i'm just like wow um i'm just learning so much about my life and about the word and i'm digging deeper into the word more now than i ever have and i didn't have that desire before but today i do and today i'm here to share it with you to tell you that like i'm so grateful for my life i'm grateful for what i have for what God has blessed me with. Like I get to school my children. Can you believe that? Like I'm a homeschool mom to my children. 
Like, my kids have never seen me get high. They've never seen their dad get high. And mind you, my husband is also in recovery as well. He's eight years clean as well. We met in recovery when we both were coming up on two years. But my husband had two or uh, three overdoses prior. And um, he was a heavy, heavy needle user, you know. And most people have uncles that have died from that. They do not get out alive. And God is just like blown my mind away to show me a miracle a walking miracle that i am married to and i wake up to every single day right so while boxing didn't do all of this boxing was a pivotal and a beginning point in my life that showed me that i could do something beautiful with my life right it gave me the confidence to show me that i was worthy and that i could do something and so what i do in my life today is i apply the same principles perseverance consistency um, a strong mindset, right? I come in with confidence the way I would step into that ring. Like I bring those into my life in all my areas, right? I bring that to my homeschooling life. I bring that to my children. I bring it to my husband. I bring it in my marriage. I bring it to my friends, to my business, to this podcast. Like I bring all of those things that I learn with me, right? So it's bigger than just putting on the gloves. But let me tell you, I have such a passion for what, that process did to me that I cannot keep that to myself, right? I have to share this with women to let them know that. And even then, right, if you're struggling, like, with your weight and your mindset and your confidence, like, this is just a beautiful way for you to feel empowered. Like, what better way? You get to punch stuff and you don't get in trouble. Like, come on. <laughs> so anyways, I see that I say that I just love, love teaching boxing. I love it for a workout and I don't do it competitively. I stopped doing it. Um, actually, when I turned 28, I had already been competing about, you know, I've been in the sport 12 years off and on, but I competed for like nine. So when I was at the end of my competition, I was about to get ready for my professional debut. Um, then I got pregnant with my son and then I was going to get ready again to turn professional. And I just felt this like this halt, like just stop, you know, and it was so hard for me to stop because I was so wrapped up in image and vanity and worried about what everybody else thought about me that I was like, no way, no way. I'm going to be that mom that bounces back and shows the world it's possible. But God had other plans for me. You know, um, today I can say that I'm a very present mother to my children. And I know that if I was still competing, I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, because it was a very demanding schedule demanding sport you know with traveling and everything and i couldn't imagine not being able to read a, a story to my kids at night or take them their nighttime bath or wake up and i'm the first person they see when they wake up i couldn't imagine that you know um i love love my life today i really love my life and it's giving me this opportunity to just practice gratitude in my life of where i'm at you know so i say that to say ladies that this box fit queen's mission is so much bigger than me and my successes this is just something that i feel is going to be therapeutic and healing to so many women around the world um and i say that boldly because i truly believe that i really do like i kept feeling this fear about picking back up where i left off with this mission and i really felt in my heart like god's like i put something in you i planted something in you right like all of that that i went through should not go to waste because of fear so when I speak about confidence and, you know, fear and perseverance, like just know that I still have to practice 
uh, applying action and doing these things in my life today. Like I didn't, it's not a one and done like, oh, I'm confident. I'm good. No, I have to always remind myself that I've been crowned with confidence, right? That God has gifted me this beautiful life because I didn't give up. Because when life got hard, I didn't go back to my old ways, you know? So I just share that with you that today, I hope that you just feel this peace and this love. And I just want to leave you with this verse before we go. Um, it's Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Joy and peace, because that's what you're worthy and deserving of. So Reinas, again, if you want to download that confidence journal, I just really feel like it's going to begin to start in that area with your belief systems. Don't hesitate to go download it. And I just want to tell you that I love you and I'm proud of you. And thank you so much for being here. Again, we'll see you back here soon next week. God bless you and have a great one. Bye bye. Thank you so much, Reinas, for listening to today's show. If this episode has impacted you in any way, please share this message with another mom or woman that's needing to hear this message. Because together, we can continue to be strong in our identities and stay crowned with confidence. If you're wanting to know more about our mission here at BoxFit Queens, please visit our website at www.boxfitqueens.com and follow our YouTube channel for some more amazing free content under BoxFit Queens as well. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you back here soon. Have a good day.